DTS-98, and unfortunately, trials had to be canceled because of some rocket glitching. Oh, yeah, and of course, a big fat leak from Kotaku, Rise of Iron, our fall expansion. All that and more coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What up, everybody? It's PBK Dragoon. How are you doing? Welcome to Destiny the Show, the podcast to keep Guardians up to date in the world of Destiny. What a big week. This feels like a return to form. I'm joined <laughs> by my co host, Diddy. How you doing, man? It's like old times, right? It's just like old times. This is like Mega Man level leaks. This is amazing. This is what we love, dude. Kotaku dropping bombs, leaking the info. I'm air quoting leaks because these are conveniently timed leaks. Okay. <laughs> Kotaku must have some good bros. I hope like it's this spy novel-esque atmosphere where Bungie's like, who's the leakers? Who's letting the comms know what we're doing? Commies is what I was hoping to say. I failed there. Darn it. What'd you do this week, Diddy? Um, I, I had a work trip. I got to go to... North Carolina for three days to uh, pass a security clearance, <laughs> and um, I didn't get to play much video games out there because it was basically a work trip slash vacation, um, but I played a couple games of Destiny before I left, so that was nice. Do you take a laptop with you? Because, man, Hearthstone, that game is all I ever <laughs> need while traveling. Yeah, I did take a laptop. I had to because of my the nature of my job, IT. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really get to play or have it much free time. The free time okay. we had was, yeah. you know, seeing the place. It was a port town. So yeah, um, yeah, we got to see the beach. We got to go around the bars and just have a really good time out there. Really good nice. seafood, too. Oof. Oh, I had I bet, man. pecan-crusted grouper on top of Parmesan risotto. It was amazing. Ooh, yum. I'm hungry now. I just had a sandwich for lunch. Today has been <laughs> so busy. Recorded something this morning that'll be out on my channel later this week. Recording DTS today. Have another thing tomorrow. Play Destiny PvP with members of the Destiny the Show clan. Thank you guys. Shoutouts. Very fun week. I'm on, I think, my third or fourth week in a row of completing Lord Shax's weekly bounty. Nice. <laughs> I'm fun, man. I'm telling you, it's not wearing off just yet for PvP. I am sad that Trials was canceled, and we'll talk about why here in the news, but I did a video. I'm like, here's my Trials setup. You guys should totally play Trials this weekend. Of course, it's canceled, <laughs> so timing is everything. Where did you find those uh, Destiny the Show fans? Uh, oh, nice plug <laughs> on the Destiny the Show Discord, which you can access by going to discord.me slash destiny the show that is discord.me slash destiny the show we had a couple of users reporting that the link didn't work for them i do want to state here discord has been doing server upgrades and changes so sometimes you may need to try the website on a different browser or give it a few minutes because it might be during their up update cycle everything is good and working with our links we've checked them out so just if it's not working feel free to tweet us and we'll happily take a look but each of the times this has happened so far, it's been a Discord upgrade thing. Yeah, and I've I've also 
updated the invite codes that uh, discord.me the service uses so there might have been some disconnect on mobile platforms as well but those should be working now absolutely and that is our discord server for listeners of the show people who like playing destiny it's all chill respectful folks and we run raids we do pvp we talk about all sorts of stuff in the general chat since you were out of town diddy you were quiet (laughs) almost 400 members man very good very good (laughs) It's awesome. I just ping Xbox One LFG. I'm like, yo, who's looking at PvP tonight? <laughs> Full lobby of six. Let's go. And we just steamroll away. Nice. Well, dude, this is a week. This is a classic DTS week, and I don't want to waste any more time. Let's hop into the news. News! This week at Bungie. Yes, brings us the disappointing news that Iron Banner and Trials are on an indefinite hold until they can resolve a certain glitch. And what is that glitch? Too much heavy ammo. Rockets. Infinite rockets. Indeed. And this is an exploit that is honestly like, I'm not, I don't want to share how it works, but it doesn't seem crazy effective. But at the same time, I applaud them for making the right decision. Can't let Trials go on when you've got an exploit like this that's growing in popularity so yeah it's it's aside from it's like oh we're just gonna work through it so play trials with the glitch no they just turned it off i really like that move thank you i love the wordplay here from deej the thought of a trials map being renamed rocket town sends a shiver up our spine <laughs> the esteemed brother vance will be ordering a stand down i just deej i love the way you talk and write man you are a wordsmith and a half we don't deserve you. <laughs> but please tell us more about the upcoming raid. That would be great, dude. Other than that, we got the stream ride-along. I said that wrong. The bungee ride-along, which was on the stream. That might be a little bit better. What was this, dude? They played the raid. King's Fall. Yeah. Yes. And they talked about lore. They had folks in there, designers, mm-hmm. people who worked on the raid. What was some of the stuff that they talked about, did he? They just went like you said, the lore of everything. And this it blew my mind that I didn't know this before. It might be in the Grimoire cards, but I just... There's a, a Reddit post. Let's credit the guy, the Drock 21 mm-hmm. He gave bullet points of everything they talked about in the stream, and it's all lore-based. And it made me really, really want cutscenes or commentary or voiceover from somebody during the raids to really immerse the players a little bit more yeah Um, so the first bullet point i'm just going to start off here oryx welcomes us the hive logic dictates that the strongest one is victor they are very much based in violence as well alak cool faces oryx and lost king's fall is oryx testing us and then finally expecting to kill us and remain victor that's awesome. It's like yeah. you said, man. I really wish they would do some lore missions, some story missions just surrounding this. Or imagine a community YouTuber. I'm sure there's somebody who's doing this, so I apologize if I don't know who you are, who goes through the raid, who does this nice cinematic edit, turns the HUD off, and just explains to you the actual lore of each of the events throughout the raid. Because there is very clear lore bits that the designers think about. So let's keep going. So actually, I'm just before we keep going, I'm mm-hmm. going to say... After you complete the raid, you could unlock lore story missions in the raid. Okay. Like, there's a bullet point that we'll get to. Um, something about Golgoroth and the room and who Golgoroth is. Uh-huh. Introduce that in a lore-based yeah. mission after the after you've beaten the raid. That'd be really cool. So, Even if I have to read, I'll read. 
yeah, exactly. Just I want it in the game so I can learn it through there. The first part, this is another bullet point, the first part is our way of basically letting Oryx know that we are coming for him. You know, so, so dunking the balls, right? Yeah, dunking the relics into the totems or whatever, the statues. We're knocking on his door. We're like, hey, what's up? We're coming. Yo, bro. We're on our way. The ships in the um, ship jumping puzzle are literally where the ships transport to and from. Tomb ships, also known as cutters, this was originally twice as long and much more confusing. Could you imagine that jump puzzle being twice as long? We have been stalled. That when <laughs> that is the stalling point for a new King's Fall runner. And all I'm going to say is if you've not run it and you're getting Sherpa, go watch a YouTube video on it. Because you don't want to be the person who stops the raid for 30 minutes right there. <laughs> and, and no, I was that person. Like, I fell a bunch, not 30 minutes, of course. But first time we did it, dude, I struggle bust with it. But... Can you imagine twice as long? Yeah, so imagine that building in the middle, that checkpoint, is not there, and you have to get all the way across with mm -hmm. just tomb ships. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. Awesome. What about the totems? The totems are internally known as control and are designed to introduce the brand for later in the game. Boom! So this introducing is in, mechanics. This is in the room before the war priest and during the war priest introduces this passing of the brand so that's that's really nice that they do that that's i guess a design like i know i said they really just talked mainly about lore and not a lot of design choices but that's a design little side point you know yeah it introduces a new mechanic to the raid it's really nice the mm -hmm. war priest is the first challenge or chess piece moved by oryx oryx recognizes oh they're getting pretty close here's the war priest take that <laughs> here's my bishop Rook to E9. <laughs> the path we take to Golgoroth is built as a, quote, off-the-beaten-path deal. We are more or less sneaking through the ship at this point. That's Information like that is really cool. Yeah, you wonder why it's a maze. Well, maybe it wasn't intentional, but we're like in the bowels of the ship, just sort of yeah. making our way up there instead of going right through the front door. Yeah. The cellar contains the light that Oryx has stored. Golgoroth protects them, the orbs. We break the orbs, that's the orbs we're talking about. We break the seals and reclaim the light, using it to defeat Golgoroth. Why is that stuff not more evident? Because it's so cool. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. using the light because we're guardians, yo. <laughs> yeah, because those little orbs, I had no idea what that was until I read this bullet point or watched it on the stream. It's like, yes, that's, I want to know more. Uh, it really gives more um, weight to who Golgoroth is. You know, we enter the arena and it's like, oh, it's another baddie. Let's kill him. We don't care who he is at this point. I didn't see this part of the stream. I didn't, like, actually see this part of the stream, but I heard they used the one bubble strat. Uh, yes, they did. They were like, well, we intended <laughs> we intended to use all six, but then we saw this and we're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's way easier. easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so they actually did the one bubble strat. <laughs> Your favorite memory, I think. I cut you off, sorry. But just real quick before we move on from Golgoroth, this is your favorite memory, I think, from King's Fall because on day one, you guys were in the lead or in second place out of the War Priest. Yeah. And then Golgoroth, just everybody got caught up there. It took you us guys did it. four hours. And yeah. I still think Golgoroth is one of the hardest bosses I've ever had to face just because learn we had to, to learn do. it. Yeah, learn yeah. how to do it. King's Fall, uh, King's Fall, the Oryx fight, a little bit more complicated, but uh, I guess I was walked through that one. 
Okay. The puzzle, which is the uh, the ones that push you off into the abyss, the puzzle is meant as an in-between segment showing you are closer to Oryx with more stuff, with more taken stuff showing up. The basketball court in the raid was added in one night and is just for fun. No secrets troll. there. Troll. Troll. <laughs> so troll, Luke Smith. <laughs> there wasn't really much mentioned on the sisters. Um... Uh, oh wait here we go a little bit further down in this post the sisters literally make and unmake our reality that's their task under oryx hence him slash aura of weaving and him slash aura of unraveling mind blown I don't get it yeah so when you're torn between dimensions and stuff it's literally unmaking your reality that's pretty cool throne room of oryx where the bombs detonates uh, our light that oryx has corrupted we reclaim them and use them to damage him when we are in the shade, the shade room, it's a glimpse of his throne world. Yeah. It's full of clouds. <laughs> the, the the shade bubble internally is known as the Thunderdome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mad Max shout out. And here's here's one of the most interesting bullet points of this post. Toland comments after we defeat Oryx in the Book of Sorrow that he does not understand how we did not become the new Taken King. We defeated Oryx, but did not take his place, such as Hive lore. It sounds more like he is jealous and wants the throne. More of, quote, how could you not take the throne? Foreshadowing. A couple other edits here. The design of the Dreadnought and some of the names of the raid areas, like Transept, are based on medieval architecture. And the inspiration for the first part where the orbs was in medieval, excuse me, in medieval (laughs) times, knights would (laughs) hang their shields outside their tents and others would come bang on their shield to challenge them to jousts. This is us saying, this is us banging on Oryx's shield. Knock, knock. Who's there? Shout outs to the Drock 21 for the recap. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's so cool, dude. I just wish... <laughs> I wish I knew more about this because I bet if I go and look at Crota's End or I go look at Vault of Glass, it's just chock full of this interesting things. Another quick edit here about Toland. They confirmed that Toland is alive. Hmm. So, um, Corrupted okay. Guardians? Yes, please. <laughs> da, da, da. Okay, I'm done making those dramatic noises. Uh, a few other things before we finish up with this week at Bungie. Matchmaking changes. This is pretty cool, and I'm going to quote here. Effective immediately, we are making some targeted adjustments to ensure that all players are able to find a high-quality match within a reasonable amount of time. The intended result is to shorten matchmaking times and reduce lag. And this is because over the last few weeks, they've been hearing reports of players uh, talking about increased lag as well as longer-than-usual matchmaking times. I think this is a direct reaction as well to the skill-based matchmaking, connection-based matchmaking debate that Crucible Radio had about two weeks ago. We talked about it on last week's show, and it really generated a lot of conversation on the forums and on Mm -hmm. the subreddit. If that is, if this is a response directly after, which I do see the two is linked, I think that's fantastic response time. This whole topic just rose up again about two weeks ago. So whatever changes they made, they're trying to make it so faster finding matches, lower latency, perhaps that's more... uh, what is it? More push towards connection-based matchmaking versus skill-based prioritization. That's what I was going to say. Maybe more priority push towards connection-based than skill-based. Yeah, okay. let's do that. <laughs> and I think that's about it for the weekly update. I'm sorry, it's called TWAB now. 
twab. I'm never going to get with that. Anyway, next week is the final of the streams that we know about, like the final of the little three package. And which one is it, Diddy? Is it the Crucible one? Uh, yeah, the fly-through of the Crucible. Okay, cool. Excited. That one we get to see a dev kit, most likely. So, yeah. Yee. All right, time to talk about the story that all the other Destiny podcasts are probably talking about for a long time, and that is the leaked poster revealing Destiny's fall expansion, Rise of Iron. This was leaked by Kotaku a couple days ago, so I believe that was Friday, May 20th, something like that. And it's a picture of the poster on an easel in what can only be assumed as the Bungie Studios. You've got Salad Bar holding a big two-handed axe. He's standing in front of a broken wall. He's got wolves around him. It's snowy. He's got this big freaking bear cape looking thing. And the text reads, Destiny, Rise of Iron, all the branding. It all looks legit. And we're we're running with it. This is most likely <laughs> legit. Okay. Yeah. And Salad Bar is Lord Saladin, for those of you okay, who don't yeah. know. <laughs> Sorry. Not everyone's from the, from the internet, Dragoon. Sorry, bro. Uh, no, yeah, this it looks legit. They basically confirmed it, and it looks amazing. So, the uh, the thing he's holding, the weapon, what is that? Oh, uh, that is rumored to be the thing of Thalor. Uh, what is it called? Thalor's Golden Maul, which is a Titan class item. So that's the butt towel that the Titans wear, and it's been in the game since year one. And it is a butt towel that has uh, his that two-handed axe on it. It looks exactly like the axe that's being held in the leaked poster. And the flavor text for Thalor's Golden Maul reads, the legendary mark of Thalor, a victor in the Crucible. Now, Diddy, he's not just a victor. Who is Thalor? Thalor was considered invincible in the Crucible until he was killed by Dredgen Ur, the last known wielder of Thorn. And he wore that butt towel. Oh, he wore it good. He wore that thing real good. <laughs> and he's rumored to be a crucible beast. Like, he was just a monster. Probably an Iron Lord, you can assume, since he was invincible mm -hmm. in the crucible. It matches up with our Rise of Iron title and, of course, Lord Saladin, who is now the master of our Iron Banner events. So that two-hander... Representative, thank you. That two-hander, everybody's assuming, is Thalor's big old maul. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely, and it makes me makes you think about the next raid or the next end game PVE content because it looks like PVE or maybe PVP related. Two handed axe. I'm gonna go ahead and call it relic, just like okay. the shield in Vault of Glass and the sword in Crota's End and the aura slash brands in King's Fall. I'm gonna call it. We we two-hand our swords already, but this is a much bigger, like, longer reach kind of a weapon. Mm -hmm. So I do agree with you. I don't foresee this being a weapon that we're going to achieve or earn and use on our own guardians. Because there's only... It wouldn't make sense. There's, like, just one of them kind of... Well, that's never stopped him before because there's Could a be whole exotic. lot of thorns running around. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be indeed. And I'm not even going to venture down the lore pathway because I'm not. I'm just a multiplayer dude who enjoys playing a bunch of PvP and some PvE. But could this be a new subclass spec, perhaps? Could this be under the tree of a Sunbreaker? <laughs> I don't know, man. I It looks... Because the poster it has him standing through the broken wall with wolves around him. So it makes you think PvE environment, something to do with wolves, and where is he? You know, it's snowy. Is he in more of old Russia? Or mm -hmm. is he in some other part of the European dead zone? Yeah, 
which we already have a map from, but we've never gotten to explore. There's more to Earth than what we have seen. Also, when you look at that hole in the wall, look how the edges are singed and some of them are still burning. What if Saladin like just smashed his way through there with that giant axe? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what awesome. I get. Yes. That's what I get. <laughs> now, there's wolves that are at his feet, and we've also... This is not the first time we have seen animals next to guardians in concept art. There is a piece of concept art from year one where you've got a guardian standing out with binoculars, and there's a tiger, a pet tiger companion at his feet, and we've talked about companions before. When I see these wolves, I don't think companions. I just sort of think this is relative to some lore bit. I don't think we're actually going to get animal companions, although that would be awesome, and I would throw money at the screen for it. Kind of like the moas in Halo Reach, those little okay. birds that were the running emus. around. <laughs> <laughs> I loved those guys. And then there were the really weird, like, rancor-looking things. I don't remember what they were called, but they threw the oh, forklift. Yeah. The ones we actually fought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ran away from. Uh, by the way, this Kotaku article, before we talk about the raid speculation, because that's what everybody's jumping into, the Kotaku article makes note that apparently Luke Smith has become the lead of year two, and I'm going to quote here. All Destiny right? 2. Not Destiny two. 2. What? Not year two. Thank you. Brain fart. And I quote, from what we hear, Destiny 2 was recently rebooted with Taken King director Luke Smith taking the reins of that project in the wake of a Bungie staff reorganization. Bungie has not yet returned. A request for comment. We'll see more of Rise of Iron in June. End quote. Interesting. So this is not the first time that we've heard about rumored staff change-ups last minute over in the production studios of Destiny. That was a huge topic of discussion for the original Destiny and why the original story just seemed to be so kerfluffled and just not smooth was because a lot of staff changes and a lot of changing of of the story right before it released luke smith man going from raid designer from taking king lead and now if he is the lead of destiny 2 that's quite the progress route for him yeah and when they say destiny 2 is recently rebooted it, it kind of makes you wonder when was it after the taken king was so successful was it after they realized oh hey there's a content drought so let's do the april update or was it after they realized year two dlc slash microtransactions are not as they're successful but they're not uh, viewed by the community as successful because of the content drought so it's 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 wondering i wonder where that timeline is because luke smith vault of glass best raid in destiny until king's fall came out taken king was really successful he was the lead on that now he's taking the reins for destiny 2 i have really high hopes for destiny 2 because luke smith's repertoire and portfolio is really good yeah we've enjoyed the content that he's been at the reins for and in terms of timing about what you're talking about the kind of quote-unquote rebooting i I think that's kind of a a buzzword that kotaku likes Mm -hmm. to use because it's worked well for them in their previous articles which in general have all proven to be true which is why we (laughs) we trust these kotaku leaks at this point because this has become a regular deal but um it was rumored that the raid in this one will be a fallen raid and with a twist but it was also originally like when the article first came out they said well this raid was supposed to be with house of wolves and it was cut kotaku added a correction yesterday late and said uh, it wasn't cut from house of wolves the raid the development was started from scratch last summer as i swallow a hiccup sorry about that there's 
two sources that are well versed with Bungie who are feeding this information, which is like insiders or whatever. But last summer, that would probably be when they wrap up Taken King production and they start looking at D- Destiny 2 production time. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my two cents on the thing. Absolutely. Fallen Raid, we were kind of expecting a Cabal Raid. That's what the previous Gotaku article we thought it was going to be cabal focused and we were going to be going to mercury and doing a lot of like mercury content or no it's the moon was it europa europa there we go that's what it was supposed to be but it looks like more fallen stuff coming down the pipeline how do you feel about that dude good because i believe our our pineapple boyfriend aura or a soldier he mentioned that the house of kings which is a fallen faction mm-hmm. um, broke through the wall um, I, th- I think so. Don't quote me on that, um, but I believe that's that definitely ties into the broken wall that Lord Saladin is standing in front of, behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting because we might be dealing with the House of Kings in this fallen raid. Now, now go read up on the House of Kings because I have no further information about that. But fallen raid, yes, let's do it because Skolas was awesome i thought it was i was i thought it was really good it was really difficult before they nerfed it and it just made me want more yes vandal snipers are the worst thing in the world but i think it's going to be a good time have you seen all the randall the vandal memes oh my yes. gosh it's out of control now like it's randall awesome the vandal with a year three galahorn and <laughs> two health bars <laughs> oh my goodness if you don't know randall the vandal is there's a Vandal. Um, what is that place called in the Cosmodrome? The Forgotten Shore? Um, mm-hmm. There's a Vandal over there that Bungie used internally for damage tests. He's a yellow bar Vandal, but he takes so much more damage. It's hilarious. He's hanging out with his Shank buddy, um, and it's it's en route to where you start the, um, the Shank boss strike. Totally blanking on the name there. Uh, Saber, the Saber strike. Um, so it's before you enter that area. He's on the right there, and he's uh, Randall the Vandal. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to whatever this is. I think we could sit here and just speculate to the end of tomorrow about what could be and what ifs, but as it stands now, we just don't have a ton of info to go off of. This is perfectly timed with E3 showing up in less than a month. It's going to be in three weeks, I believe. About three weeks from this when this show goes live. Oof. And there will be some sort of an announcement there, I bet you, regarding this. And if not, I'll be very, very surprised. Like, very, very surprised. Okay, question. And this is totally ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyways. Since this Rise of Iron and Iron Banner is a PvP event, what if there was a PvP-related encounter in the raid? interesting like you instance a part of the raid where you match six guys and you have to like are you deemed worthy or whatever exactly yes it's like a Mm -hmm. it's like um a gladiator style thing you know you're popped into an arena against six other guardians and the success of your raid (laughs) depended on if you won or not oh god that's awful it'd be cool i don't know man just getting through that sentence made me feel awful for anybody who doesn't play PvP because that's not what they do. And they don't want to do that. They do raids and PvE specifically to avoid the Crucible. Oh, man, that would be awful for a lot of people. I don't think you have to worry about it, dude. They, yeah, just exactly. With, 
PS3 and Xbox 360 are still on board. They're still going to be supported until Destiny 2. Oh. And yes, what? We did want to mention if we do get companions. Oh, like wolf in, pets? If we get wolf pets, they're going to be PlayStation exclusive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, not a doubt. We won't see pets. Like, we might get a rabbit while they get wolves <laughs> and maybe a horse or something. But don't worry, next year, Xbox peasants will get that stuff. I'll get Zen Meteor someday. It's only really cool to look at. <laughs> That'd be nice. And some of that Iron Banner gear, yeah, one day. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> salty. Console-exclusive stuff has existed forever, and it will probably always exist forever. Totally space on... Oh, okay, so this expansion, the Kotaku article say it was supposed to be releasing this April, but it was delayed when they had planned shifts at the beginning of 2016. Mm. So they had a full month long, no, this week at Bungie, while they were doing a bunch of reorganizing over at Bungie, the CEO stepped down, and there was quite a bit of change going on. That was the time frame that they were renegotiating contracts with Activision and pushing Destiny 2 back until this following. It's going to be spring 2017. That's the rumor. That's interesting to me that this was possibly an April thing because that might explain this ginormous content drought yeah, and why exactly. the live team is like, okay, live team, the April expansion, Rise <laughs> of Iron is not happening in April. We need something big. And if that's the case, if the live team was just shoveled like, guys, you've got to bail us out of this, then I think they did a killer <laughs> job with the April update because I don't think it was ever, that team was ever intended to be the sole team, the sole yeah. set of resources for sustaining the player base. Yeah, that would right? make a lot of sense. You know, if Bungie was originally planning on releasing Rise of Iron this April... Mm -hmm. They were banking on, oh, yeah, content drought. No, we got a new update for you. And then it's mm -hmm. like, just kidding. Yeesh. Oops, we kind of screwed the pooch. And so that's, it's interesting because now that we have a leak and it's after the April update, what content is next? Because we can't go the whole summer without any kind of a content update. Iron Banner and Trials are on a hiatus until they can fix that bug. They're removing those events, basically. So we're actually getting reduced content moving into the summer. That's two that's, things. It's scary. To well, me. no, no, no. I, I'd be, I'd be in trials are coming back. Like the, the, they're, they're, gonna they're coming back, but we don't know week. when. You know, they'll be fixed like next week. <laughs> I bet you anything, it's going to be fixed next week. But you ask that question. Here's two things that I think very realistic that we'll probably see from the live team. One more big one like the April update, and that's going to be bringing Vogue and CE up to speed. And then Queen's Wrath. Please bring back Queen's Wrath. It's going it to be Sparrow so Racing cool. League. I know. <laughs> but don't you want Queen's Wrath again? Yeah, I would say so. I if they mean, did it better, if they did it better. Yeah. We just want PvE events, okay? That's <laughs> what we want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we mention, there was a YouTube comment on last week's show where... A um, big part of last week's show, we talked about making rewards better. And we talked about events and how we'd like more timed events in Destiny with rewards, vanity rewards that are a part of the event. So if you participated for that week, you're like, hey, check out my really cool emblem. And the guy's like, how'd you get that? I played in the Festival of the something, not Festival of the Lost, but whatever, like an event that's not right. created yet. So Forrest W. writes, why would you want to have activities that come and go? The majority of people want to play a certain activity whenever they want to. And it's it's a very valid question. I have my answer, but Diddy, I'd like to hear yours. 
I actually responded to this one on YouTube and I originally said because of the rewards, you know, having those exclusive rewards that are not overpowered or whatever makes it more desirable because it's just a limited time item. It's like, um, I don't know what it's like. It's like, I have no idea. When the gas well, price look, uh, drops down below $2 for a week, it's like, yeah, I didn't have to spend as much on gas that week. That's awful. That's an awful comparison, but I've got, you, I've you got a good one. I mean. I've got a good one here. Okay. So like in my town, in most towns at the beginning of summer, there's like this big outdoor one day kind of festival thing where all the restaurants in town mm. bring out a special little booth. They make special food. Everybody comes out in like shorts and a t-shirt and you buy tokens and you go around to all the different restaurants and you get little special like finger food. And it's a big party and they've got events going on and it's once a year and everybody comes out and they enjoy it and it's a it's a thing to be there like you talk about it it's you were a part of that thing now if that was going on every single weekend nobody would care it would start to lose its specialness that's just i think a human nature thing like, like i was there i saw it exactly it's like a state fair you know you it, go it, for the for the, the state fair season it's like a two-month long thing yeah, carnival, something like that. Exactly, it's the experience. You know, you were you were there. I got this inflatable balloon or stuffed animal from. I can name one right thing. now. You got a fate bringer when it mattered. I've never <laughs> gotten a fate bringer, and I'll never get to know what a fate bringer felt like during year, year one, one raids. The original limited edition content <laughs> <laughs> i think our comments were directed more at vanity rewards versus weapons so please don't write angry tweets about that please yeah and it's not just weapons it's any type of gear you know it's gonna be like a shader or a class item yeah. or an mm -hmm. emblem something that shows that you were there yeah totally all right awesome i think we covered everything if you don't have uh, any other final comments where can people find your content Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Remember, you can find us on Discord, Destiny, oh wait, what is it? Um, Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. I'm tired. I've been up since really early. <laughs> Uh, come chat with us come play with us you can follow our show twitter at destiny the show and you can find all the links from today and more on our website destinytheshow.com you can follow me at bbk dragoon on both twitter and youtube shout outs to our friends over at destinytracker.com the best place in the destiny universe to track your stats and look out for that wednesday stream it's the final one we know about doing some crucible stuff fly throughs so anyway thanks for listening we'd love to hear your feedback about this leaked poster and maybe some fallen raid ideas talk with you next time